to A More Perfect Collingswood, hyperlocal news from the greatest town in the world. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza. And I'm Kate Delaney. All right. So, uh, follow-up. You'll remember a couple episodes back, I was complaining about snow removal um, in Knight Park. And it actually got a little better. Um, they, they actually plowed the roads this time. Yay. Yeah, it's good. The, uh, the sidewalk going along Collings Avenue still wasn't shoveled. Uh, for, and I, I don't, I don't quite get how that happens, but, uh, at least the, the roads were paved so we could actually walk around. So that was nice. Um, Kate, did you have any follow-ups? No, we've had pretty good plowing on our street, which is tough because people park on both sides and it's a small street. Um, ice has been horrendous, but that's mostly on people's stairs. So that's on each and every one of us (laughs) to not die going down our stairs. All right. Well, you mentioned street parking. Yes. So I actually have a hard-hitting campaign question Let's hear for it. You. Let's hear it. Kate, my street is nice and I live on Taylor Avenue. It's nice and wide. It's uh, People park along both sides of it all the time, and it's never a problem. And then, like, once every six months, the cops come around to ticket everybody. Now, I want to know, under Kate Delaney administration, is this practice going to continue, or can we just park on our street? Yeah, I think that people... The parking situation is really... Like you said, it's kind of random. You... Park with no permit for a long time, and then suddenly you get a ticket. Um, I think that if they're going to do that, well, first of all, I'm not sure why we have that to begin with. It was not clear. I guess it's to monitor who's coming into town. Well, I think there's a lot of streets where it makes sense. Because I've brought this up with people before, and they're like, well, I'm on a street where the parking is a problem. Right. You know, like, there people will park all over, up and down the street, and then, like, the residents can't park there. Well, um, we do like zoning for housing. We could certainly look at the, you know, the way we zone for housing. We could look at that for parking. Like, I think right. having the, a one-size-fits-all parking situation doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a shared driveway, and my neighbor luckily has a tiny car. But we can't really all park where, like, some of us have to park on the street. It's yeah. Just reality. Now, now, you can get a permit. Right. If you don't have room in your driveway and you have more adults than you have spaces in your driveway. Um, but, you know, I have there's space in my driveway for two cars. So that's where we park. But sometimes right. it's inconvenient to do because right. we don't my wife and I don't always leave at the same time. And then I have to get like get her to move her car. To get and my you car have a small out. person. That you have and we, to, yes, we have right. a baby. Yeah. And that just complicates everything. Right. And right. When I brought this. I actually brought this up with uh, Rob Lewandowski. And he was basically just saying, well, we can't we can't make it different for one street than another street, which, uh, you know, I thought was a pretty disappointing answer. I mean, they could. And I think that's the way to do it is to really look at what is the situation? What's the driveway situation? Shared driveways is hard. Like my house is designed for a much smaller car. I have a like a subcompact, but still like to get my car into my garage would mean nothing could be in my garage. Yeah. And I have children, so I have a lot of random stuff in my garage. Yeah, it's um, just—it's always disappointing to me when, like, there's a situation that's obviously silly. Right. And you point out that it's silly, and then the whoever's in charge of it says, well, yeah, it's silly, but there's nothing we can do about that. We're Can't be changed. To this process. Yeah. I think just, like, you're in charge. You can change it if you wanted to. Yeah. You can pass an ordinance right now that said... Uh, you're allowed to park on Taylor Avenue on this block. You could do that. You right. just won't. Like you said, it is a wide street. Well, I think the worst part of it actually is the process of getting the permit. So you've done that oh. process, right? No, no, I ha- like- no, I haven't gotten the permit because uh, I have you- two spots in oh, my driveway. Okay, okay. So I wouldn't be able to get a permit. So they you wouldn't have give to me like, one. Apply and then yeah, you have to apply and, and then be like there's like a 
they look you up, I guess, or like they, I don't, but you have to come back. Like they, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how they do it. And then you come back. So it's like, you can't do it online and you can't do it all in one day. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you can't. So, and you have to go like during business hours. Uh-huh. So <laughs> um, it discourages people from doing it according to the way it's supposed to be lawfully done. All right. Well, well, I'm going to, I'm going well. to hold you we to this promise when, when you're, when you're in charge. Well, one idea Jen has, which I think is interesting, is having people buy a parking permit, but then you can park for free downtown. So that would like incentivize people maybe also to go park downtown if you want to go to a restaurant or the stores or whatever. So what kind of what kind of prices are we talking for these parking permits? I'm not sure. This is like a twenty five dollar a year thing. Or are you so. going to charge me like hundred dollars a month? It's, it's going to be a hundred dollars a month for you. OK, but <laughs> you see now we're making progress. We're doing things that make sense. Well, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So anyway, um, we've already kind of given one of your campaign planks, but it was a surprise. Right. <laughs> so uh, do you have another campaign plank that you want to talk about? Well, there was a lot of stuff on the agenda for the past meeting about water, which definitely ties into our concerns about sustainability. Um, so, you know, we talk about that, I think, a lot in town. Um, we have a green festival, which is great. But I think there's like some basic issues that we need to tend to better. And, you know, it ties into finances and to fiscal transparency. Um, so one thing that I'm really interested in and concerned about is protecting our public water system. Um, there's a lot of stuff at this past meeting and the meeting before that really led me to think that we are not ready to comply with new state regulation for 2021. Um, and the state regulation is really great because it's designed to have more stringent standards for PFOA and PFOS. What is that? They are chemicals that are really terrible, especially to infants and toddlers. <gasps> I have one of those. Yes. And, you know, carcinogens and endocrine disruptors. And All right. So that's state standards. Yes. So mm-hmm. the state ha- is like leading the way nationally on having really um, stringent, enforceable guidelines. Okay. And they gave like two years lead time for municipalities to get ready for this. Um, but of wow. course, we've well, we been had two years, so we must be ready. No, we were busy with the public safety building instead. So we need a new water treatment plant, basically. Well, at least I hear the public safety building is, uh, you know, being built well. Yes. So but I mean, this is basic need, right, is like clean, safe water. Um, so, I mean, I'm not sure why it wasn't a priority. It should be a priori- priority. Otherwise, we're end up, we end up privatizing the water. And I mean, selling the water is always almost always linked to um rate hikes there's issues of shutoffs there's issues of water quality and again you know it's a private corporation that is making money off of our public water so i think that you know i would like to say i would i would certainly prioritize safe water far more than the current administration is doing all right well uh hard to argue with that uh so on to our commissioners meeting recap uh this last commissioners meeting was february 1st uh, you can download the agenda on the Collingswood website. We'll provide a link to that. Um, the first order of business was Collingswood's uh, Excellence in Policing Award that it received from the state, uh, which was recognizing the creation of the Police Advisory Board. Which you're on. Yes, I am a member of that board. Uh, it's a great idea. It's uh, We haven't really done a whole lot yet. Uh, most of us on the board are still kind of learning about how exactly the police department works and like what kinds of things we can suggest um, to make it work better. Um, so, you know, I might have held off on the award till there were some accomplishments, but hey, 
<laughs> you know, they want to they want to they want to give out awards. That's that's great. And it's dude, it is great that the uh that the board was created. And I think if there are, you know, needs that that people know about, they should contact me or contact someone else on the board and we can bring it up um with the chief and with the department. And uh and we'll 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 see what we can do. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> um so next was second readings of a bunch of the ordinances we talked about last episode. There was the stormwater management one that was passed, the ordinance on excavations and obstructions in streets, which was passed, um, the rental property ordinance that's uh, supposedly going to improve things at Parkview mm. was passed. Yeah, we were, we were skeptical about that, uh, if you'll recall. I skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> um, the budget appropriation limit. Uh, passed and the fees for police outside employment passed. And if you want to know details about those, uh, just put on episode three. We talked all about them. Is that happening a lot? The police officers that are taking outside employment? Is it like it's not security detail it, no, it's for not, somebody important? Um, I don't know, but, but like I think it is. I don't think it's like you hire the police. I think it's like if you're doing something in town right. and you need police presence, okay. you have to pay for it. Right. I don't think it's like I'm having a, you know, a, a private club and I want the police to work the door. Right. Right. I think it's more like I'm having a block party okay. and um, there needs to, you know, by not as not even necessarily I want a police presence, but like the town says i need to have it's like one. overtime kind of yeah yeah okay i wasn't um, sure if it was more or that yeah, was my right. impression okay. i don't know i'm not sure yeah. as uh is the theme of this podcast i don't know anything <laughs> so i'm really just guessing and he made there. a podcast about it. <laughs> yeah. i made a podcast where i find things out there you go from kate hey uh, <laughs> the so they had a first reading on a property maintenance and development regulations ordinance um, which regulated driveways. And this was, so my understanding of this was that previous to this, uh, which is our current ordinance, your driveway pretty much has to be concrete. And this was opening it up to allow other things other than concrete, um, some more permeable things, which is good because, uh, you know, I've been hearing that our town is low on uh, pervious space yes where uh where water can can drain mm-hmm. into the soil uh so you know letting letting driveways be more permeable sounds like a good thing to me what about you kate yeah absolutely and i know that joan leonard wanted to do more and go a little bit further with depaving, which is also a good idea correct she wanted to authorize full stone driveways and she claims that lots of people have them anyway yeah and I think she she's right. um and and she claims that they need them uh, so their houses don't flood. Right. Um, so I, you know, my, my policy is I'm all for, uh, letting people do whatever they want if it's not <laughs> harming their neighbors. Future bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm with Joan on this one. What about you, Kate? Yeah, I agree. I think it, it you know, it's a small way to have more impervious, um, surface addressed and have a little depaving. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, uh, and this is one reason why I'm looking forward to Kate's working sessions. Um, because I don't know why Rob Lewandowski and mayor Malley are against that. Like, why don't they want stone driveways? Yeah, I agree. Cause it um, doesn't seem, and I think Jones, right. That people already do have that. Yeah. So, and like, right. I would have liked to be able to see 
the debate that happened, which right. we're supposed to be able to see under the sunshine right. law. Right, exactly. Um, but instead, all we saw was Joan, you know, had kind of a prepared statement that she gave. Right. Um, with no response from either of the other two commissioners. So I have no right. idea why they're against this. Maybe there's a good reason that I don't know about because I don't know anything. Right. But they didn't tell us what right. the reasons are. Um, so it would be nice if we, you know, had those debates out in the open like right. we are supposed to. Um, all right. So next up on the agenda was resolutions. Um, they added a new full-time police officer named Christopher Badecki. Uh, so welcome to the force, Officer Badecki. Uh, they appointed a few other officials. And then uh, some rude woman named Kate Delaney <laughs> broke in with all kinds of questions. Um, oh my goodness. Kate, do you want to talk about what my you questions? what you learned? <laughs> um, yeah. So I asked about um, a change order for the public safety building. I think this is change order four, though I'm, I don't have the agenda in front of me. Um, and why there was a change in how we're compensating Epic management. Um, so apparently, what happened was that they discovered an underground cistern as they were doing the work. And they have to pay Epic for while they remove it. So basically, Epic was paid to do nothing because they couldn't work while it was still there. But there's something in Epic's contract, which makes sense, really, that once like all their vehicles are parked there, that they can't like move and take another job and go to another construction site. So basically, like if anything shows up and we can't work, that's on you. So that's what that money was. So we were paying Epic not to work while they dealt with that underground cistern. I think the main question for me is why did the borough not find that before? Or we really have two project managers. So we have, so Epic is the construction company. And then we have the CCIA, the Camden County Improvement Authority, um, who I asked what they were doing and was told project management. I asked what exactly, and I was told they were managing the project. So they could have found this. We also have Jengoli as the other um, project managers. So what happened there? I'm not sure like how that was not discovered earlier on. And basically, again, we paid them to park their vehicles and do nothing for a bit. Yeah, what Mayor Malley is claiming is he seemed to be insinuating that this was the fault of the architect. Right. Um, and that we'll be pursuing a reimbursement from the architect for any money lost uh, because of this. Uh, so, you know, maybe maybe that's what happened. Maybe. Maybe somebody else could have caught it. <laughs> it feels like there was a lot of eyes on that, mm -hmm. so I'm not sure why no one. Saw now, what it is an underground cistern? Is it just like a like a like a, a rock, uh, uh, like a cave? I believe so. Yeah. Oh. That has to be dealt with before they could. Yeah, I guess you don't want to build on work. top of that. Right. Right. So, and like I said, I mean, it makes sense that Epic can't move all their construction vehicles, but. Well, well if know. Minecraft has taught me anything, well, I'm it's, glad that we should, <laughs> it's that we should check it for diamonds. Before See, we it they in. needed you. <laughs> they didn't need all these other project managers. <laughs> Did you put in your uh, bid for RFPs? <laughs> I didn't. Curses. Uh, you had another question about um, the Brown and Connery and Madden and Madden contracts. Yes. Uh, which I think Mayor Malley said were just clearing up some ambiguous language. Right. So who knows? Who knows? But um, you know, we hire Bill Timbusi and a lot of money every year. Yeah, so. this is so this is this is one of those contracts that you're always worried about, right? This is like somebody with personal connections to yes. uh to, you know the the Norcross machine. Yes. Bill Timbusi is George Norcross's attorney. Okay. And he gets all the public contracts in all of the places. Okay. So I think when we're thinking about like where could we tighten things up? <laughs> yeah, I feel like contracts. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh when you see when you see Brown and Connery 
that uh, sends off red flags for you. It does. So well, for, I mean, it's the same. It's the usual suspects in every mm-hmm. single town. So. All right. And then you had questions about the water budget. Yes. So I asked about kind of what I was saying before. Um, I, I'm interested in like what is the long range plan? So we're renting these filters so that yeah. we can and comply. The, and the resolution they were passing was to award this contract to right. a, a company called Calgon Carbon Corporation. Right. Who is renting us the uh, filters. Yeah. And we can do that like two to three years. We can do those filters. Um, but then we need to have kind of a long-term plan. And, you know, I, a bunch of years ago, went with a friend and, you know, asked a couple times, are they going to privatize the water? It was a moment when it was happening a lot of places in Haddonfield, Mount Ephraim. Um, and my view is that privatization is problematic. I mean, you're selling the public water to a company and then the company is taking over. Obviously, you know, the company is going to be responsive to their shareholders rather than residents. So I don't want to see our water privatized, but do we have the money for, you know, a seven to nine million dollar water treatment plan? We already have, you know, sky high municipal debt. What's the plan there? So I was just told that I'll know when he knows. So (laughs) I don't know. But like I said, I, I think it's great that the state is leading the way and it's disappointing that our commissioners were not on the ball and ready to move ahead with, you know, getting ready to get those really dangerous chemical contaminants out of our water. And then I talked to people later and they're like, oh, I, I never drink the water here. I can't believe what? you drink the water. And I, I was like, what do you mean that you don't drink the water here? Like, I didn't get that memo that I wasn't supposed to be drinking the water. My kids drink that water. Also, even if you don't drink it, like you're cooking with it, you're bathing in it. So, yeah. Clean water, safe water is important. Top priority. Yeah, I only don't uh, I only don't drink the water when it comes out brown, which it's only like, you know, once a month tops. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is like, I mean, you've asked them directly, wh- what are we going to do about the water situation, right? Because right? they've, they've said that this is a temporary fix. Right. But I just, I don't know what the long-term fix is. No, but I think that they were worried about this because the water commission guy was at the meeting. His oh. name is like Stafford. Did he did he have any comments on this? Um, yeah, I think when I asked, he was the guy that responded. So he is part of the Pensacola Merchantville Water Commission, and that's where like we're part of that as well. Okay. Um, so it's it was just interesting that like he's never you know I'm at every one of these meetings. He's not usually a guy that's there. Gotcha. So I assume that they thought some questions were coming, and you know I, I mean questions should be coming. That's yeah. just a really basic thing. Yeah. All right. Well, um, the other the other resolutions I don't think were anything exciting. They paid some bills, mm-hmm. refunded some taxes. I don't know why. Uh, they and then um, Rob Lewandowski talked about establishing a senior citizen uh, hotline for COVID vaccines um, to help senior citizens get registered online with the uh, the state website. Um, and eventually helping with transportation. Um, so if you uh, need help getting registered um, to you know set, get your place in line for the vaccine, or if you know someone who needs help, you can call that. It's 856-854-4440. Um, and that'll be, you know, they'll get you, they'll, they'll get your name on the website, presumably. Right. Um, they, more then, then, soon. And then you'll at least be in line. Uh, who right, I know. We're all in line. <laughs> Oh, not me. I got mine. Oh, my gosh. 
How'd yeah. you do that? I and called. I called infinite places. Did you? I yeah. caught a bunch, but yeah. <laughs> um, and also, uh, Joan talked about uh, how unfortunately the Green Festival couldn't really go on as normal for obvious reasons. Um, but they will have some kind of physically distanced event on April 24th. Um, so it'll be, you know, you'll be able to get your information and get your bike tuned up and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff we normally do. Um, I'm hoping you'll still be able to buy, uh, uh, vegetable plants because yes. I often get, I know. get some the, there. Mm-hmm. The high school has good ones. Yeah. They have those, oh, they have those giant tomatoes. I know it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're <laughs> actually, I don't buy those anymore cause they're like 10 feet tall. They are. <laughs> I'm they're like, huge. Oh my God, yeah. it's too big. <laughs> Um, but I did get one one year and it was, uh, an, an adventure. You got to stock up the farm, the backyard yeah. farm. That's right. No, I don't worry. I got, I got my, my mom's greenhouse. I'm planting all my seeds. Oh, like, nice. Like okay. in two weeks. Um, and then they announced there's a new uh, bookstore coming to town. Yes. Ida's bookstore. So that's exciting mm-hmm. for people that read physical books who are not me. You don't read physical books? No. I still, I do. No, I say I do audio books whenever okay. I can and, and ebooks when I can't. But there's lots of people out there. I'm one of them. Yeah, I like books. Who resist the future. <laughs> so uh, I, I uh, wish Ida's all the best. And bookstores, too. I feel like these days they do a lot more than just selling books. Yeah. Um, they can be like meeting places and um, they have, you know, institutional knowledge about mm-hmm. what books are good. You can like ask them for recommendations and they'll tell you stuff. Yeah. Have you been to Inkwood in Haddonfield? No. I've That's never cute. even heard of it. You know I don't leave Collingswood, Kate. Why go to any <laughs> other town? This is the best one. Um, and then, so that was the end of the meeting. Next meeting was March 1st. Because uh, February is 28 days. So it'll be just on the same day, but next month. Um, anything else you wanted to cover, Kate? No, I think that was, it wasn't too long of a meeting. It was a pretty short one. I yeah. asked a bunch of questions, but... Yeah, and it was mostly up. second readings. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're... <laughs> Your uh, your quick Q and A session was the longest part. Um, all right. Well, now as as with every episode, we're going to talk about what we love about Collingswood. So, Kate, what do you love about Collingswood this month? Well, I was I've been doing a lot of getting nominating petition signatures. I've been running around town a lot, talking to a lot of different people, um, and I've really enjoyed just like walking and driving around town and looking at all the different kinds of houses. I remember when we were looking at houses to move here, Seth and I really love that about the town, how there's like really Co- giant Colin's houses. very cool houses. Yeah, there's like row homes, there's twins. Like it's just, you know, there's more apartment complexes than I ever thought there were, like tucked into various neighborhoods. Um, so yeah, it's just really fun to see all the different kinds of houses in this town. All right. Thank you, Kate. And what I love about Collingswood this month is Haddon Culinary. Um, this is a, it's like a gourmet shop on Haddon Avenue and I am addicted to it. Uh, <laughs> I'm always talking about how, how we take walks every day through Knight Park, but on Fridays, uh, my wife and I tend to walk up to Haddon Culinary and like nice. buy a steak to cook at home. And they have like, um, sandwiches there that are really good. If you ever stop for lunch, especially when it's warmer out, they have this, uh, like outdoor seating you can eat them on. Um, they have, oh, if you're there for at brunch time, they have something called a croque madame, which is just this amazing breakfast sandwich that I heavily recommend. Um, and they have, they sell these little mini cakes that are just the most delicious things on earth. Um, I recommend the carrot cake It is very good. 
Um, so thank you, Head Culinary, <laughs> for being you. And uh, I think I think they're doing pretty good business during the pandemic. So I it hope they'll be like they are, yeah. hope they'll be around for a long yeah. time. Uh, and that's our show. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next month to uh, cover the March uh, commissioners meeting and whatever else is going on in town. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions or comments or something you think uh, our listeners would be interested in knowing about. <laughs> <laughs>